Welcome investors to the Absolute Return Podcast, your source for stock market analysis, global macro musings, and hedge fund investment strategies. Your hosts, Julian Klamotko and Michael Kesslering, aim to bring you the knowledge and analysis you need to become a more intelligent and wealthier investor. This episode is brought to you by Accelerate Financial Technologies. Accelerate, because performance matters. Find out more at accelerateshares.com. Welcome, podcast listeners, to the Absolute Return Podcast. I am your host, Julian Klamachko, and today we have a special Live from the Trading Desk episode in which me and a group of SPAC experts discuss the digital world acquisition and Trump media deal. On the podcast, we discuss why did DWAC surge as much as 1,600%, what is next for the SPAC, why do traders and speculators like this deal, key insights into this SPAC specifically, and more. So with no further ado, here's our live from the trading deck. Julian and the SPAC squad discuss DWA. Welcome everyone to the Digital World Acquisition Trump Media and Technology Group deal discussion. Some of the craziest dynamics we've seen in SPAC history. So this was a history-making deal. The trading was just absolutely bananas. We saw over $12 billion worth of shares traded. And this is for a SPAC that, as of yesterday, had a market capitalization below $300 million. So I just wanted to touch on some salient deal points. $875 million enterprise value with a potential additional earnout of $825 million. Depends on share price. And at that this point, you can guarantee that that performance earnout is in effect. So 1.7 billion valuation at the $10 mark. So at this point, with the shares north of $40, it's probably more like four to eight billion dollars. DWAX cash and trust 293 million. And note on this deal, no pipe investment. So you didn't have any third party uh, verification or validation of the valuation here. But what this company represents, Trump Media and Technology Group, it's not only a pre-profit company, it's pre-revenue and in fact, pre-product. So uh, you can envision it as kind of like a seed stage venture capital investment in a company that is going to come out. I mean, they'll soon be launching a social network. It'll be named Truth Social. It's now available for pre-order in the Apple App Store, surprisingly. Uh, They also propose some other business lines like a streaming service. And what's interesting is, uh, I was joking that Trump started this company because he got banned from Twitter and perhaps started this out of spite. I just want to have a word of warning. There's no political discussion here today. We just want to talk about the deal. We want to talk about the market here. This stock has just gone absolutely wild. It's funny because we were joking a bit last night on Twitter with respect to this deal, because if you look at the investor presentation, it is the most lacking in details. Like I said, no business model here. You're effectively investing in a PowerPoint presentation, but they don't even have any sort of forecast, revenue, earnings, profits, none of that, or a more fulsome discussion of the business model. But nonetheless, this stock went absolutely wild today, opened at 1273 hit a high of $52 per share, had a VWAP of 26 Bucks per share traded over twelve billion dollars in total uh, value of stock traded. Nearly five hundred million shares switched hands today. That represents 
float turnover of over 17 fold. So this thing just traded up a manic storm. Don't forget about the warrants as well. They traded as high as $14.49, traded over 84 million warrants, nearly $700 million in value. Unprecedented, as I said, crazy deal. What do you guys think? I want to invite some of our speakers up to discuss. Uh, Christy, Spack Insider, you want to kick things off? Sure. Thanks, Julian. Yeah, like where do you even begin? <laughs> like, I, I, I'll be kidded with you. I, Anthony, um, who works at Spec Insider, he had flipped it over to me and Sam because we were working on last night's IPOs. And I, I kind of thought it was a joke at first because I took a look at the, the PowerPoint. And as you said, there's like nothing there. I mean, it's more like, I don't know, Trump's Pinterest mood board <laughs> than an actual like business plan or strategy, which I think is definitely why you don't have any pipe investors. I mean, there's, there's just like hopes and dreams put down on paper at this point. Like there's no actual like business plan. Uh, how do you invest in that? You know, I don't know what else to say. It's definitely highly speculative and notable. The first thing I saw was no pipe, but boy, if that was shopped around, they may be kicking themselves uh, at this point with the stock in the 40 and change range. So Chris, do you have any thoughts on this deal? I don't actually don't think he's invited to speak at this point, but Deepak, you requested to speak. I really want to get a take from anyone long the stock. If you're long the stock or if you bought it today, would love to get an idea on why you bought it. I saw a lot of speculators coming in and you know trying to flip it and, and really trading it like a meme stock. It seems like it's sort of a GameStop slash AMC all over again. However, you know, there's no like short squeeze mandate or short squeeze thesis behind it. So I wanted to get a sense of what the thesis is uh, from the long side, aside from, you know, people just liking Trump, I suppose. So Trent Wizzo, you want to give it a shot? Yes, uh, Julian, this morning I tweeted about it because it was up in the pre-market as one of the stocks uh, which was showing some momentum. So from my perspective, it was purely a technical play. I had uh, taken it with the bracket order originally, but then as the time started passing by, I removed the upper side of the bracket and just kept the trailing stop loss, just kept going up and up and up. And it was one of the most interesting moves after GME earlier this year. Got it. So 100% technical. You saw the momentum. You saw the interest. I actually didn't check Reddit today, but I'm sure it's absolutely flooded with content. So we also have uh, King Tut Spacks on the line. You got any thoughts on this transaction? Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> it's a great transaction, I guess. No, but not really. I think I think it's obviously a momentum play um, just across uh, uh, seeing people, um, whether it's like Trump supporters or otherwise, and just seeing also kind of brought a lot of life back to SPACs. Um, a lot of the SPACs that were close uh, to net asset value, uh, DGPI, uh, DCRC, uh, SIA, uh, Supergroup, all of them kind of uh, broke out a little bit. So I, I see it as a good sign in terms of uh, life getting back to SPACs after a pretty, pretty dead couple months. So, yeah. And now a word from our sponsor, Accelerate. Do you want to diversify your investment portfolio while benefiting the planet? The Accelerate Carbon Negative Bitcoin ETF symbol ABTC on the Toronto Stock Exchange provides investors with exposure to Bitcoin while protecting the environment. Accelerate implements a global tree planting campaign to sequester carbon emissions and help fight climate change. 
up to 10% of ABTC's 69 basis point management fee will be allocated to Accelerate's annual tree planting campaign. For each $1,000 invested in ABTC, an estimated one net ton of carbon dioxide is expected to be sequestered each year. Buy Bitcoin, save the planet. Find out more at investabtc.com. Yeah, I'd like to reiterate that point as my, my thesis behind DWAC. And unfortunately, I did not have a position. I feel like I'm widely diversified with over, you know, well over 200 SPACs in my uh, fund, but unfortunately did not own this one, just given the fact that, and I tweeted this last night, I thought DWAC was a very low quality SPAC just because, you know, it was basically a, a failed IPO. So they had to go to get some anchor investors to support it. And so it's a very tightly held SPAC. I think there were uh, 11 qualified institutional and uh, buyers who took down 91% of the IPO. And for that, they were given 23% of the founder shares to support the IPO. So it wasn't very widely held on the street, just basically 11 hedge funds. But nonetheless, you're looking at the trading action today, saw it 15, I'm like, wow, 20, I'm like, holy smokes, 30, and then 40. And it was just absolutely incredible with respect to the price action, given the low quality nature of the SPAC, it's surprising because you figure Trump could have had the pick of the litter. So I will pass this along to Value with Catalyst. He's on the line. If you want to discuss your thoughts on this track transaction, anything uh, unique you feel about this deal? Sure. I think this was the most exciting SPAC that I haven't been involved in. But just watching it, as some of the others have said, and thinking about the implications for the rest of the group was really exciting. Um, I don't have a view at the actual transaction. I mean, it sounds like they're funding a business that doesn't exist yet. Um, to your point, you would think Trump would, and, and maybe the answer is he couldn't, that you know, if Goldman did a, a Trump's bath, then that would be a potential issue down the road if he announces a nomination. I don't want to get political, but... I would have thought similarly too. You'd have seen a, a higher quality SPAC and Trump to the extent he did something. Um, you know, the trading action was awesome. I'll I'll leave the commentary there to the guys that are smarter on intraday trading and technicals. For me, though, the only hesitation is when you look at the warrants um, where they closed the day. You know, you would look at it and say either the warrants are really cheap or the stock's really expensive. And I think historically, when we see spreads like that it corrects with, you know, the stock coming down, but you know, who knows when that will happen. So again, I think it's, it's really exciting. I don't have any, uh, any dog in the fight, but it's, uh, it's nice to see this level of uh, engagement from the SPAC community. That's a good point. With respect to the warrants, they are trading completely differently, although they did rally significantly. It's important to note, you know, the intrinsic value and the trading level versus the stock. Jeff, uh, SPAC warrants. Did you want to discuss what you're seeing on the warrant side? Well, it's it's nothing but smooth sailing. I think for a lot of people on the warrant side, it's been a been a relatively fabulous trade for anybody that was in it. Um, we had this thing flagged, I think, five times in the last well since October one is as cheap as forty four cents. So, <laughs> no, for most people, at least on our end, they were in early bunch of emails. Nobody knew what to really do with it this morning because like most of you, we read uh, the investor deck and uh, almost, almost chuckled. You know, there's there's only so much you can put into something without any numbers in it. 
and so I, I guess I guess I was a bit hesitant when the market opened this morning, but with the caveat that you know you're dealing with a real frenzied environment that's been lacking a voice for the better part of a year, a, a pent up frustration, whether it be you know on, on the political side or the cultural side or the trade side. So there, there's a lot of impetus to say that that your buyers today were were a throng of supporters uh, showing their support with their dollars. Uh, a lot of people on that that political spectrum are are very well off, so that none of this is really surprising to me. I, I think I think when you you mention the team, why why wouldn't they pick a better team? Well, you don't really have to go real far to see the 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 litany of brands that have collapsed through the years. So, uh, I mean, I, I this doesn't shock me by any stretch of the imagination. Um, yeah, for for us, this was purely a technical uh, indication when when we saw. Uh, the outsized warrant volume, as far back as on the fourth, I'm going to say you had two and a half million warrants trade hands uh, on a pre-DA spec. Uh, that's that's pretty uncommon in the current climate. So so we definitely got a flag. But the real key on that same day, where 2.5 million of them traded, well, only 24,000 common shares traded. So for us, that that's the huge indicator on the warrants, the tell, if you will, the insider uh, uh, signal is when we see the common shares dry up to a trickle and the warrant explode. Uh, it typically shows that somebody knows something. Uh, and so for us, that's, that's part of the running metric here. And, uh, and no, we had, we had a lot of people with great success. Again, at the close, we're up you know, at 2,200% for the day or something. So uh, I think it brings a lot of good eyeballs back to the space. Um, I mean, we're talking 476 million common shares traded today on this one alone. You want to know where the missing volume's been? Well, there it is. Uh, we haven't had that extra chunk of volume in the better part of six to eight months. So when you see it, you know it still exists. You know it trickled off to meme stocks or crypto plays. Uh, and it takes something with energy to bring those eyeballs back. And not just bring them back, but bring back new eyeballs, new investors uh, that didn't get caught in the downdraft um, post-February. Uh, they didn't get shaken out. So I think we did just expose the entire asset class to a very large array of of new eyeballs. And one thing to note, it really highlights the tremendous risk reward of pre-deal SPACs, right? Like this was trading at $10 yesterday and someone did flag, you know, a, a good chunk of volume traded yesterday. You didn't really see it out of the price, but volume was... Above average yesterday, and Jeff, you noted in the warrants, um, you saw some signals coming out of there, and they were trading at a low of forty-four cents just two uh, two days ago, and now north of ten bucks. So anyone who noticed that had a, a really really good day today. Let me put it that way, but it does bring attention to that so-called SPAC pop that we haven't seen in a very long time, and I'm just comparing it to other. SPACs with a definitive agreement. And the only one that I could find at a decent premium is that for Tita Entertainment Fast Acquisition Deal, FSD. And for comparative purposes, that one's at 1271. So 27% premium versus DWAC at 45 bucks. And that is uh, about a 350% premium. So it harkens back to the days of uh, CCIB and Lucid, where there's this tremendous specula- speculative activity, 
And uh, it's fun. It's exciting. It's cool to see. And uh, it'll bring the retail investor back to the SPAC space. I did hear often that SPACs are dead, but certainly rising like the uh, undertaker out of the casket on this one. Wanted to bring up uh, Trend Wizard. You requested, or, or anyone else who wants to speak, just uh, raise your hand and uh, let's hear what you got to say about this DWAC Trump deal. So I just had a quick question on it. Sorry. So this is the first the first spec I've even paid attention to. Um, new trader. So this is definitely my my first step into it. And I know we were talking about options. You know when they would possibly go live on it on the other spaces. Um, I, I know some of the basics for them to go live. They've already met. You know the dollar amount they've met the volume i don't know days days after ipo i think that's the only thing i i don't know when when they went live we're about mm-hmm. 50 days in i think say again i think this one's about 50 days if i'm not mistaken i don't have oh, okay it right. so there so there's no reason we shouldn't see options tomorrow in it then i think 48 days yeah so right around there awesome yeah they they ipo'd september 3rd okay thank you that, that so yeah, but right, thanks guys. If you want a levered bet on this, there are the warrants uh, instead of the options. Uh, so if if you don't know, warrants are pretty similar to options. They obviously have different characteristics. So definitely read the uh, S one to get the details there. But warrants present the opportunity to get a leveraged bet on this speculative play. Should you want it, I did see a request from Drew. You got a question? Yeah, it was. Uh... Not so much a question, but more so just a statement. I was I was curious. I mean, you know, if you're watching this thing pre-market, obviously, clearly, it's, it's getting some hype um, before 930 bell even hits. When you guys see a SPAC that, you know, the arbitrage is probably going to get back up if it drops below $10, when it gets down to that 10, 1030, 1040 range, is that a buy signal for you guys or what what are you all looking for before you um, want to take a decent-sized position? And now, a word from our sponsor, Accelerate, one of Canada's most innovative and fastest-growing alternative investment solution providers with a suite of institutional-caliber alternative ETFs for investors seeking diversification and long-term performance. The Accelerate Arbitrage Fund, symbol ARB on the TSX, is the world's first SPAC-focused ETF with a diversified portfolio of SPAC and merger arbitrage opportunities in an easy-to-use, low-cost ETF. The Accelerate Arbitrage Fund ETF trades under the symbol ARB on the Toronto Stock Exchange. Find out more at accelerateshares.com. One of the major things that I look for in terms of can the SPAC rally post announcement of definitive agreement is the cumulative shares traded representing the turn in the shareholder base. So as discussed, there are 11 anchor investors on this one. Those were straight yield players, arbitrageurs, right? And so if you looked at where shares are trading this morning at call it like, you know, $11, $12, that was these ARBs sitting on the offer. Maybe they did it pre-market. Maybe they did it after the close yesterday. And so they're sitting on, call it, um, you know, 25, 29 million shares. And I feel like they get all, they all kind of go on the offer and plow these out at whatever price above $10 they can get. So once the entire float turns on this deal, roughly uh, 29 million shares, then, you know, sky's the limit in terms of there isn't that 
overhang on the stock anymore. So I pay you know close attention to the turn in the float and the price action. You know, just above ten dollars, where a lot of these guys offer out you know millions of shares. And once it breaches that, once those ARB players are cleared out, then it can get a lot more volatile because the share price isn't capped anymore. So uh, that's. One of the signals that I look at, wondering if anyone else has uh, any other thoughts with respect to more technical aspects of this trade. Julian, friend uh, Vizu here. Uh, from a technical standpoint, uh, in addition to those two aspects, and they are great signals, so thank you for sharing. Uh, in addition to uh, those two, there are a couple of technical indicators, such as the chart indicators. Um, so to track what Julian just described about whether or not some of these uh, arbitrages who may have clouded uh, sub 10 and uh, are trying to uh, now sell to get a sense whether that supply is wiped out or not. OBV on balance volume is an interesting indicator. Uh, it is slightly subjective, but after having observed it for over 200 SPACs, one starts getting a sense and one can create a probabilistic uh, view or probabilistic method of uh, coming up uh, with a viewpoint. Also, I, I believe, Drew, you asked this question about what to look for in the pre-market and are there any definitive levels? So two points uh, that come to my mind. First of all, whenever you do your position sizing, please be absolutely cautious that in SPACs, your position size should not exceed a certain threshold for your portfolio. For instance, we just heard that Julian mentioned he has over 200 SPACs, which means that not a single SPAC exceeds more than half or 1% on his portfolio. Similarly. A lot of players in SPAC space tend to be fairly diversified. Um, so when, when you try to size your position, if you're thinking of doing 10 or 20% of your portfolio, that is an absolute no-no. Uh, SPACs tend to be absolutely momentum-driven if they're liquid. If they're illiquid, I hold a whole bunch of SPACs which are fairly illiquid and they're sub-10, uh, but they're just, from a timing perspective, they're an arbitrage play that, okay, I'll keep accumulating them. Either I'll redeem them or at the time of redemption, or I will just uh, sell them in the open market depending upon the time. But uh, for having that kind of strategy, it's absolutely important to have a whole lot of SPACs because you need to have those many bets in order to get your probabilities right. So I hope that helps. Thanks, guys. Appreciate y'all. Great. Thanks for those technical tips. And I just wanted to wrap things up because at the end of the day, this transaction, this definitive agreement and the price action, highly speculative, but signifying uh, that SPACs are back. Uh, I mean, you can say make SPACs great again, and perhaps it took Trump to do it. We've been in, you know, just two days, two days, eight months post the peak of the market, Fed 19th, which was marked by the announcement of the uh, Churchill Capital Lucid deal, which was trading an absolutely crazy valuation pre-deal. And then, as we all remember, it tanked on deal announcement. So hopefully DWAC, Trump, this is the deal that can really light a spark under the SPAC market. And judging by volume and price action, I think that we saw it. Not a lot of, we were talking on another space, there's not a lot of deals announced this month. I think this would have been the ninth, but a tremendous amount of IPOs. So it's nice to see a deal finally well-received get that media attention back on the SPAC space. So I want to thank everyone for joining this quick impromptu discussion of a super hot deal, highly speculative, super fun to chat about. And 
that's what's great about this game is every day we wake up, there's something new, something totally unpredictable. And I mean, from the discussions we were having last night, even when rumors of this deal came out, the presentation, the press release, a lot of people were crapping on it, including me. But this is how it goes sometimes. The market has a way of doing things. And that's what makes it exciting. So thank you all. Appreciate the discussion. And it's one to look forward to DWAC. And let's hope we get some more of these. That would be awesome. So thanks, everyone. Hope you have a fantastic day. Thanks for tuning in to the Absolute Return Podcast. This episode was brought to you by Accelerate Financial Technologies. Accelerate, because performance matters. Find out more at accelerateshares.com. The views expressed in this podcast are the personal views of the participants and do not reflect the views of Accelerate. No aspect of this podcast constitutes investment, legal, or tax advice. Opinions expressed in this podcast should not be viewed as a recommendation or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any securities or investment strategies. The information and opinions in this podcast are based on current market conditions and may fluctuate and change in the future. No representation or warranty, expressed or implied, is made on behalf of Accelerate. As to the accuracy or completeness of the information contained in this podcast. Accelerate does not accept any liability for any direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage suffered by any person as a result of relying on all or any part of this podcast, and any liability is expressly disclaimed.